Amen. Why don't you take your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 11. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 11. Thank you, Miss Pat, for leading us in song, blessing our heart with the testament of the blood of Jesus and the precious truths that he taught. We're going to be in the red letters today. Matthew chapter number 11. We're reading through the Gospel of Matthew. I have a reading calendar up here. It's never too late to join right on in with us. If you would like to, what we do is just read a chapter a day. Of course, we it leads us to other places in reading, but we keep up with reading through a particular book one day at a time, bite-sized pieces, and uh, get to enjoy and relish. Sometimes you might get a little bit behind. But it's, it's not that hard to catch up either when you just go in one chapter a day. I've learned over the years, a lot of times people set out to read the scriptures through like in a year and there's nothing wrong with that. The challenge is, is that a lot of times it's very difficult to do. And when you set out to do something that becomes a challenge for you with your time schedule and time restraints and you start reading and you're going to plan on reading so much of the old testament so much of the psalms so much of the proverbs and a bit of the new testament every day that adds up over a period of time and if you get behind a couple of days it takes a lot to catch up and the average person just won't do what is necessary to catch up and you know how it is with your workout plan when you when you miss a couple of days and um, or you don't see the results, you you kind of easy to set it aside and you don't jump back on it. So I believe just reading one chapter a day is a good way just to stick with it, steady day by day, and uh, the Lord really teaches and uses that when we're reading through books together. And we're in Matthew right now. Today's Matthew chapter twelve, but we're gonna we're gonna look in Matthew chapter eleven, beginning in verse number twenty five today 1125 and and we pray that the lord would help us with these things as we seek his face and dig in his truth and i'm sure each of you have questions that you would like to ask about what you've been reading there's so much that has been written that we're going over so many details of little things here and there that add up to be a a lot and i know that you would like to search and and continue to the Dive in the truth. The, the proverb says that it is the joy of the Lord to hide a matter, but it's the joy of a man to seek out a matter. By the time God hides a thing, that you've got to search for it and seek for it. And, and through that, we get to know him more intimately. And it's the glory of a man to be able to seek it. And uh, so thankful that we can hunt him, hunt him down and search for him. And he said when we search with all our heart, we'll find him. And then we'll find his uh, special ways as well. Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hidden these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, and neither knoweth any man the Father except the Son. And he to whomsoever the Son wills to reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father, we, we do pause in this service just to reflect on you. We're thankful today that we can pray. We're thankful today that we have an expectation that you desire to help us understand these things and that you delight in teaching your people. We have an invitation to come to you, and Lord, we're coming to you right now and asking you for help. We desire that you will teach us and that we can learn of you and that we will walk with you today and that we would give you glory in all that is said and done. And we're, we're delighted in the fact that we still believe you're able to save sinners and that you're able to set your people apart for a unique and specific service. So we just give you the praise and ask you to have your way with us for we submit ourselves, this message, this service into your hands for your praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, as I, I ponder this passage of Scripture and been reflecting on it and thinking on it, I, I, I want to focus in on those two Verses, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. You know, as I read that and as I think on these things and just take practical experience in my own life, I, I, I can reflect on this and see that rest doesn't come from rest. I know that don't make sense right now maybe to you, but rest for our souls doesn't come through rest. Meaning, a lot of times we feel that if we can just get a little break, a little rest, if we can just get a break from everything, rest, everything is going to work out and I'm going to be okay and I wind up trying to get a little bit of rest, and maybe I do. Maybe I get some good sleep. I get some good rest. I might not be around people. I can kind of get away a little bit and, and uh, kind of wind down and just get good rest for my body. But that kind of rest actually doesn't necessarily always provide the rest necessary for our soul. And what Jesus is helping us with in this passage I believe he's, he's wanting to teach us something about his own personal life, how he was able to accomplish and do what he was able to do without being stressed out in everyday life. I don't know about you, but I, I've, I've, I've picked up on a few things reading through this that I cannot fathom or I cannot see Jesus being stressed out about the people that he's surrounded by. I mean, there's people that, that loved him. There's people that followed him. But then there were people that didn't want anything to do with him. I mean, he's encountered demons who recognized him and he cast out. He's, he's healed people. He has people that, that don't trust him and believe him. He's got brothers that won't follow him. He don't seem stressed, though, does he? And, you, and, and, and there's a reason for that. And I really believe that we can learn how to balance these things in our daily life by just looking unto him. And how many of you ever just get stressed out? Just raise your hand. How many of you don't ever get stressed? Raise your hand. That's what I thought. Look, everybody looking around saying, let me find who that person is. Right? Everybody gets stressed. But, you know, we put more stress on ourselves, and this is what we do. 
we want to blame everybody else for it. Really, think about it. You blame everybody else for the stress that you have in your life. Right now, you're blaming your husband or your, your, your wife or you're blaming your children or you're blaming circumstances or you're blaming your financial situation. All these things we normally blame for why we are stressed out. And the neat thing that we learn about Jesus, he never put the blame on no one else and never stressed. And I think that's why he says, come unto me, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn how to be balanced in life. Now, I want you to think about his responsibility. Uh, you, you, we can't neglect that and and how even in light of what he just shared with us, if we read a few verses back, we'll find that there was a few places that Jesus just preached in that, that rejected him, didn't want anything to do with him. And Jesus says, look, if, if the preaching that was done in Sodom and Gomorrah by uh, old Lot and, and his crew or whoever came there and whoever done this work in these other cities, if they would have heard what you heard, they would have repented long ago. And as a result, it's going to be actually better for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and these other places that I dealt with in judgment than for you. Now, that, that's pretty tough. That seems like that would put some stress on you, being in a situation like that and dealing with such an, an animosity to the things of God people who don't want anything to do with what you have to say. They're going against you in every form or fashion, and then you have to let them know that judgment's going to fall upon them, and they're going to fall under the wrath of God, and it's actually going to be better than for Sodom and Gomorrah and the people when they face God at the great white throne of judgment than it will be for you. That seems like that would put some added stress on your life. Wouldn't you agree it's kind of difficult at times to, to engage and encounter people who are not following after the Lord and you have to be the one who bears the, the bad news of the fact that there's coming a judgment one day and you're going to have to face that judgment? You know the tension that creates in your spirit? Amen? That he, he just did that, but we find him doing it not uh, lightheartedly. We find him doing it. With a, with a sense of compassion and gentleness toward the people, but honesty before, but he's not stressed out over their response to him. Because he didn't put things on people that people couldn't bear or couldn't handle. He just spoke truth to them. And I think the reason why we like to blame everybody around us is because we put this stress on us, that we put these demands on ourselves, on how we think people ought to respond. And, and they don't respond how we think they ought to respond. And what we wind up doing is getting all stressed out over it. And Jesus is learning, teaching us how to be more balanced. Look what he says. Notice, notice this response, verse 25. And that time Jesus answered and said, number one, he says, I thank you, O Father. I know who you are. You are my Father, and you are Lord of heaven and earth. You have authority to do as you choose, when you choose it, however you choose it. And I thank you. Notice he thanks the Father because God has hidden these things from the wise and the prudent, but he has revealed them unto babes. He's thanking God that, look, I'm at your mercy, O Lord. 
You are my father. You are the Lord over heaven and earth. And you have hidden the very things that I am communicating to people that can actually set them free. You have hidden them, hidden these things from them. I'm not going to stress out over how they respond to it. I'm going to give thanks unto you because I know ultimately you're the one who has authority. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put this yoke on, on me. I'm going to work with you and I'm not going to work against you. You see, it's when we work against the things that God is doing, we find ourselves weary and with a burden that is very hard to bear and we find ourselves stressed out. Because we, one, we, we really are not sure of God's will and we're not sure of exactly what God's will is for me and I'm really not sure what God is doing with me or where God is leading me or how God would use me. And I want to tell you, that ought to stress us out. Amen? Amen. That's where Jesus would say in Matthew chapter 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And He says, what? He'll t everything else that we have in life, He'll take care of us, right? He says, do not worry. Don't be of an anxious heart. Don't fret over things that, that when it comes to your clothing and your bread and your house and everything else in life that are essential needs that we have to live in this life. He said, don't let that bother you. What needs to bother you more than anything is the fact that you're not seeking first the king and his ways. If there's anything to bother you, that's what ought to bother us. Amen? What ought to not bother us is the fact that people don't, like us our people don't trust us our people don't appreciate us what ought to not bother us is the fact that we we we're not floating with a pocket full of cash that ought to not bother us what ought to not bother us is the fact that that people are not flooding the gates to come in and be part of our fellowship and join in with us and walk with us but what ought to bother Nick Holden is the fact that Nick has a way of neglecting of seeking first the king and his righteousness. That ought to get to me. Amen? But a lot of times because we get our priorities flip-flopped, everything else seems to bother us and stress us and we get weary and we get laden with a burden that is unnecessary because we've got things out of order. Can I get an Amen? Because he understood a few things, we find, verse 26, he said, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. It, it was a good thing for you. you, you it, this seemed good to you to do that. And as a result, it seemed good to you. It's good to me. I can rest in that. And then he says in verse 27, All things are delivered unto me of my Father. Now, that's a load right there, isn't it? And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. He understood nobody really knows me for who I am. But I'm okay with that. Amen? Amen. Have you ever been just stressed because people didn't understand you? Does that create some stress on your job because people just don't understand your objective of what you're doing and why you're trying to do it or people won't work with you because they don't understand you have you ever had people just not know really what you wanted out of them or what you wanted to do because they misunderstood you therefore they didn't work properly with you and they kind of 
went against you and they, it almost seemed as if they was out to get you, but there was some miscommunication going on and, and it just created so much tension in your life that you were stressed and burdened over. It, 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 come on now, has it happened to you? I want to tell you, that's why a lot of you are right now, I know. Those things happen. But you know, he was, he was content with the fact that even though people didn't fully know him or understand who exactly he was, he was content in the fact that the Father knew him. He knew his motives. He knew what his heart was. And he knew he was doing what the Father wanted him to do. And he was okay with that. That did not, he did not minimize nor neglect people that did not understand that. He had compassion on people who couldn't figure that out. Amen. What that did, it, it alleviates the weight of the burden that we put on ourselves. He goes on to say, Neither knoweth any man the Father save or except the Son, and to whomsoever the Son desires or will reveal him. Man, that's a load right there. Nobody really knows the Father nor the Son except whom the Son chooses to make Him known to. That's a big responsibility. Imagine if you had the responsibility of unveiling that, of making it known to people exactly who the Father was, and you, had to, you, you made that choice when that was, how that happened, when it was, it was like a big curtain here and people couldn't see beyond the curtain. You had the greatest message and the greatest uh, story and the greatest person on the, in the world to introduce them to and it was all within your responsibility to either pull the curtain back or keep the curtain closed. You had that responsibility. That's, that's a weight. You know, he bared that weight without any stress. And a lot of times I find myself trying to make things clear and known and, and I can get stressed when people are not seeing it the way I believe the, the Bible is unveiling it. And if I'm not careful, I can let it burden me down that I, I begin to miss. I look at people differently than the way that I looked at them before because they just can't see what I'm seeing or trying to paint for them. And, and then I start saying, what's wrong with me or what's wrong with them? And then you start putting added weight upon you. And before you know it, you're weary. And you're carrying a load, carrying a burden. But I want to thank, I'm thankful today that rest doesn't come from rest. It comes from an invitation, answering an invitation that Jesus extended. He just says, come unto me. Amen? Just just come to me. That invitation, Mama Rob, to, to intimacy with the Lord, just, just come to me. Come to me, and when you come to me, answering that invitation of intimacy, come to me, come fellowship with me, and I'll help you. I, I think about some passages of Scripture as I, 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 I ponder these things. I think about, notice, if you would, turn to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Watch how the Apostle Paul, they, they found themselves with a heavy burden as well. And it was a, it was a burden that 
that was placed upon them for a reason. And God does that to us. When we do weigh ourselves down with such a heavy burden, he, he will allow that burden to, to, to crush us so that, we, so that we humble ourselves in His sight. We answer that call, that invitation to come to Him so that we understand we can't carry this load. Notice what He says in verse number 8. Verse number 8 says, He's talking to church at Corinth. He says, For we would not, we desire not, brethren, to have you unaware, ignorant, of the trouble which came to us when we were in Asia, that we were loaded or pressed past measure, out of measure, beyond our limit, above strength, insomuch that we despaired or what as an utter loss even of life we were so heavy with such a load that was on us that we despaired of life we were pressed beyond our limit but notice what he says in verse 9 the answer was but we come to the place where we had a sentence of death in ourselves that we would not trust in ourselves but we would trust in God who raiseth the dead. Amen? Amen? Who, notice what happened when they were pressed beyond measure, they had this weary burden on them, who delivered us from such great a death and doeth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet down the road when we find ourselves at any place appointed point in time, he'll deliver us then too. Amen? You see, they got to a place in life where they become so weary in their journey of doing what God called them to do. I mean, they were on mission for the Lord. They, they had taken on this burden to, to do what God had called them to do. But there was, they was so much put on them and that they had allowed to be put on themselves that they had to get to a place because they were beyond limit. They couldn't bear it no more. And I think that's what Jesus is saying in Matthew 11 when he says, Come unto me, all ye that are that are laden and and heavy with a heavy burden. You're weary. You've got a weight on you that you just can't bear. You're not balanced in your walk. You're 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 depressed. You're down. You're discouraged. You're weighted down with this load. Come unto me, and I'll give you rest. Not rest from the work, but I'll give you rest in the work. You see, rest doesn't come from rest. Jesus is talking about giving us rest in the work. In the work that he's called us to do. Paul and them needed rest in the work that they were doing. And that rest only came when they had a sentence of death in themselves. You know what that means? Exactly what he says. We stopped trusting in ourselves, And we started trusting the Lord. You know why Jesus burden was light and it was easy because he didn't trust necessarily in himself you know he who did he trust he trusted his father didn't he he understood that his father was lord of heaven and earth that he revealed things when he chose to reveal them he led him 
as he chose to lead him. He was bringing him to a place for a specific purpose to be the redeemer and whatever that would cost in between, even though it would be a challenge because even in the Garden of Gethsemane, remember when Jesus prayed and he was, he was burdened heavy and he began to even sweat drops of blood, the Scripture uh, speaks of. He said, Not, Lord, if, if there's any other way, let this cup pass beyond, over me, beyond me, any other way, but not my will be done. Whose? Thine. Your will be done. That sentence of death, because all of us have a tendency at times, we, we can trust ourselves. And when we trust ourselves and God keeps putting more and more on us so that we would have a sentence of death in ourselves and trust and look in Him that we, that we get beyond trusting ourselves, it's not until then we find ourselves weighed down and burdened and then we, we burden people around us and, and we get stressed. And I've talked with, with you on occasions. I, I, I've talked with my own family. We've all been in situations where you've been talking with somebody and they tell you, I'm just stressed out. And when we're stressed out, you know what? We're trying to carry a load that we just, we're not balanced in. Not yoked up to the right person. Amen. You see, rest doesn't come from rest. It comes with rest in the work because it's answering a call of intimacy to come unto the Lord and learn of Him. But it's also adjoining ourselves, connecting ourselves to Him. To be intentional. Notice, go back to Matthew uh, 11. Notice what He says. These imperatives. 28 says come, 29 says take, take my yoke, my balance, my burden upon you. A yoke is an instrument of, of, of a burden. It's to, to be used to, to work, to, to work a particular Cause and and the word is used in in many occasions in many ways is the idea is to balance out work, so I think this is what Jesus is teaching us is take upon my yoke to balance out what you're doing. You putting too much on yourselves and you trusting in yourselves. I want you to learn from me, and when you learn from me, you'll realize that I don't trust in myself. I don't do anything unless I hear from my Father first. I don't heal people unless the Father tells me to heal people. I don't unveil him to people unless the Father tells me to unveil people. I don't remove the curtain back so people can see him unless the Father reveals that to me to do that. I'm dependent upon him, and as a result thereof, this balance that I have is easy and it's light. It's stress-free. I take my hands off, and I just follow the lead of my Father, and I let him do the work. That's how we learn from Jesus. That it's in applying this invitation of instruction just to learn from Him and how He is meek and lowly at heart. The word meek and lowly literally means He's meek, He's gentle, and He's humble. I haven't always been gentle and humble. I, I've been rough with my girls. I've been rough with my wife. I could be rough with you at times. I've been rough with my other churches and other people. I just... Because I, I put so much on me and I expect so much from them and they don't live up to what I expect and I'm not doing what I expect I ought to be doing. All of a sudden I'm stressed and when you're stressed you can't help but lash out on people around you. 
Some of you as mean as hornets when you get stressed. You know what I mean? I mean, you spit fire, you got fangs, you bite because you're stressed. I mean, you, you know the old saying, oh, somebody broke up on the wrong side of the bed. Somebody said, hey, are you feeling all right today? Anybody ever ask you that? Got so much to do, so many things, this and that, and all of a sudden you just lashing out at people. You're biting folks. You're mean, mean-spirited and aggressive and angry and bitter. Before you know it, you're jealous and you're mocking people and nobody can live up to what you think they ought to be because you're not living up because you put stress on it. But the stress is not you, it's everybody else, right? And Jesus said, learn from me. Apply this instruction that I'm teaching you. You don't have the responsibility that I have. You're not doing what, what I've been called to do. And people... Uh, most of the people you are hanging out with, they understand you. But nobody really understands me. But I'm gentle with them. And I'm humble with them. And the reason I am is because I'm, I'm balanced out in the fact that I know what I've been called to. I'm content in that. I have confidence in that. I have courage to do what I've been set apart to do. And my trust is not in me, but in my Father who's leading me. I can deal with people with patience and I can deal with circumstances with long-suffering. Amen? Amen? I can deal with people. And I'm not mean and I don't bite because I'm, I'm balanced. I got a yoke upon me. I'm yoked with my Father. I'm yoked to the Father. And because I'm yoked to Him, I'm working his field, doing his purpose for his glory, and I'm stress-free. So learn from my yoke, who I'm yoked to. You come to me, and let's yoke up with the Father, and let's walk with him, and I'll, I'll free you. You'll be free, and you'll be gentle. You'll be humble. And the burden that you've been given, the, the, the ministry you've been given, the message you carry, the people you are working with, uh, it will be it will be light and be easy to bear. It won't be near as challenging as you once thought it was. Now it's not that it's not always difficult because it is. The greatest difficulty we face is not the work that we face, but getting distracted and getting our eyes off Him. Amen. That, that's the battle. When Paul says, "I fought a good fight." I have run my race. I have finished the race. When he says I fought a good fight, the fight is keeping our eyes on Jesus. When you get your eye off Jesus, you're going to get off course. And when you get off course, you're not going to keep the faith. It's just not going to happen. And then you're not going to be a, a, that, that tool that you should want to be that God is using in a way that can impact people's lives and really help them because you're not gentle, you're not humble. We're not meek and lowly in heart. What we become is, is just stressed out people. So the invitation is for us today. The answer to rest is responding to his invitation. Come to me. If you're weary, 
You're laden. You've got a weight on you. Come to me. Join yourself to me and apply what, I, what I've shown you. And this burden that you're carrying, I'll help carry it with you. And it won't be near as bad as you thought it was. And you'll be a, a lot more pleasant to deal with. Amen? And you'll be able to help people where before you had a challenge with that. And when people don't understand you, you'll be okay. When people don't like you, that's okay. You're not going to be offended by them. They're not going to trip you up. You're not going to misuse them or abuse them or cast them off. So, oh, them sorry, no good. I ain't going to fool with them no more. No, it gets balanced out, don't it? Because your eyes upon the Lord. You're sticking to his mission. I want to tell you, God's looking for people today that will come to him. Trust him enough to come. Trust him enough to take upon his yoke. Trust him enough to learn from his instruction. I was reading this morning out of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 22 and verse 29. The Lord said to the people in that day, he said, you know, I, I, I've been looking for a man who would, who would stand in the, in the gap with me. Who'd build a wall on behalf of the people and on behalf of the land and stand in the gap between me and them so I don't, I don't bring about wrath or judgment upon the people that they're living among. But he said, I didn't find any. You know, I, I want to I be one of those gap men, you know, standing in the gap, bearing the yoke of the Lord and doing it stress-free. Amen? It's one thing to do the work. It's another thing to do the work stress-free. Stress-free is a good way to do it. it. It gives rest to your soul. And I want to tell you, rest to your soul also provides rest to your body. But rest for your body doesn't always provide rest for your soul. But you let him provide rest for your soul, he'll take care of that old weary body you got as well. Amen? And that mind. Let him work with you. He'll help you. Father, we thank you. We bless you and give you glory and thanks and thanks for your instruction. I pray that you will continue to draw us to you. The invitation is for each one of us in here today. We know that. I, I trust that you're able to unveil these things to each of us and that uh, we would join ourselves to you. Help us, Lord, to put this application to, to work that we would just get our eyes fixed upon you. We understand it's a fight. It's a battle every day, throughout the day. But it's a battle worth fighting to fix our eyes upon Jesus. We love you and I thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen.